Bro, I am early tonight. The kids are in bed, and it's we're just off to a really great start here. I've got lots of things I could go through. Who knows if we're even going to get through all of those things, but we're going to start with a massive problem that's happening right here in Edmonton right now, and I'm not seeing anyone come in online, and so like usual, I immediately question is it working? And there, I see the people. So if you're in the chat, say say hello. And also, you'll notice that I asked a question. If you go to my Facebook page and you're scrolling through, you'll notice I just posted about um, someone helping me find the legal issues uh, with asking for medical information to serve people in a restaurant, right? Um, that's going to be a big it's going to be a big issue that's coming up, especially in Alberta, where they're not going to be enforcing anything on people right away on the 16th, right? So, hi, Laura. Hi, Sylvia. Common people to comment first. Very common. So, guys, so there's a restaurant in Alberta, called Fleish Delicatessen. Sorry, I'm fixing my chair. Fleish Delicatessen. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. I don't really care. Because the only way that I'll be going there is to confront them about their business practices. So, um, so basically, the issue with them is they've said that if you want to eat inside their building... You must be vaccinated. If you want to use the bathroom and you're not vaccinated, you must wear a mask the whole time. And you can eat on the patio if you are unvaccinated. By the way, resistance coffee, as usual, it's on my mug. You know the deal. What's up? Hey, Justin, how you doing, man? Um... Lots of cool things going on in the chat. So, I wanted to confirm that this was true. So, oh, good. Hold on a second here. We're going to get rid of that window. <laughs> We're going to get rid of that window that's popping up on my Facebook. Because it's literally just a link to my Facebook. So, hopefully it uh, it doesn't do that again. So, let's see here. So I'm going to bring up Fleesh. Uh, this is their Facebook page. And again, of course, my personal, my personal info is on the screen. It's not that personal, but you get it. So, uh, okay, so it's not there. So this is their Facebook page. And so I couldn't find anything specifically about their vaccine, uh, their vaccine policies, but... As I was going through it, I saw this little argument here between uh, a girl named Brittany and the star and the and the restaurant. So she says, "Yeah, that's a hard pass. Vaccinated or not, you aren't a medical authority. Get out of here. You aren't a medical authority and have zero right to ask for proof of any of my private medical history." They respond with, "No problem." There are plenty of other businesses you can support, but we do have the right to put safety policies in place at our private business. Isn't it amazing how all of a sudden you can put in private business practices to protect you? Isn't that 
What is happening here? Isn't that amazing, guys? That all of a sudden, these business, these businesses um, on the White Ave area and places like that, that would force you to make a, a, a homosexual birthday cake, all of a sudden care about the rights of private businesses? Unbelievable, right? You saw it. Oh, all of a sudden, we're a private business and we have rights. No. You don't have the right. You don't have the right to refuse business based on people not presenting you medical info. And guys, this is confirmed. You should call and make sure first. But I, I'm going to go leave them a review. And I think that anyone who wants to help the situation needs to go do that. Call them. Tell them what's up. This is ridiculous. In Alberta, according to the way that we're supposed to deal with the narrative that the government is always right, these people are a bunch of science deniers, right? Isn't that what they are? They're denying the science. On August 16th, there is no more testing. There is no more COVID. COVID's just going to blend into the flu because it's endemic. That's quoting Dina Hinshaw. Or, you know, she didn't say COVID doesn't exist anymore. That's my, that's my part, but... COVID's endemic. We're just going to have to deal with it because it's here to stay. So we need to stop being crazy. They got 76% of the population vaccinated. All is well now. Isn't that the argument? Yeah. So Sylvia, let's just, (sighs) yeah. Someone says Rachel Notley. Oh, Sarah. It, uh, Sarah asks, who is this? It is Fleish Delicatessen is what it's called. And so we can go leave them some negative reviews, I think. Um, David says, Rachel Notley probably owns it. Again, if you don't know who that is, she is a far left political leader in Alberta. Um, Sylvia says, <clears throat> did you know blood bl- the blood bank doesn't ask if you're vaxxed? So I have to be vaxxed to enter a store, but vax can donate polluted blood and recipient doesn't have right to know. So my wife thought of this months ago too. And um, that's a really, really scary point is that these people are going to donate blood. And we know that the the spike proteins are could be anywhere in their body and they could be putting that into other people. And we know that it, we allegedly, we know that it sheds and affects people negatively, right? So again, fleece delicatessen. So the reason why I want to get my facts straight is because, I don't know, maybe I might pay them a visit. I don't know. I might walk in there with my cell phone in my pocket or something. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm not very impressed. And I think they need to be confronted about it. And it's enough. They need to get rid of this. They need, they need legal They need legal threats. That's what they need. These people need to be put in the place that they can't do this to people. It's awful. You cannot ask. And obviously, I don't even want to go there. Um, Obviously, we're all hoping they either change their mind or collapse, right? So, thanks, bro. I will not be going there. You're welcome, Sarah. You're welcome. Um, they're going to do, yeah, people are saying they are going to do anything to get the vaccine into everyone. Yeah. So 
you know, the, the thing with leftists is that they don't need to be well organized. They just all know what to do when the time strikes, right? So they know how to rally. They know where everyone's going to be and they are organized, but it's not like this giant conglomerate of people. They just all know how to act. So whether it's bullying you with their businesses, trying to deny you your rights, whatever it is, they always know how to take action and work as a team. That's one thing the left has going for them. They do function as a team really well, right? So I've just got to open my other windows here and you'll hear me snoofing again. And I'm sorry about that. Uh, let's see here. So, oh, no, don't play yet. So I've got to make this large and, oh, come on, really? Okay, there we go. Oh, it won't, okay. So guys, I'm going to play a video. And, um, huh. Yeah, so I believe it's Cliff, obviously. He's asking me, what's the difference between this and cancel culture? That's a fair question. Why is it different? Why is this different than cancel culture? Well, because we've been told for years that you don't have a right as a private business to do all kinds of stuff. And I, if I sound like I'm scolding Cliff, it's I'm not. He knows how I talk. So... What's the difference? Why isn't it cancel culture? Because they're trying to cancel you from being able to buy a sandwich. You are not allowed to buy a sandwich. And remember, it was private businesses in Alberta that first started demanding that you wear masks, like Costco. So basically, I just don't think that we can let these businesses get away with it. They're breaking the law. I almost positive that this is illegal so this isn't this isn't cancel culture this isn't doxing someone this isn't any of that this business is doing something illegal and is violating your rights and denying and in his in a, what's the term and is uh is discriminating against you based on your personal life decisions they're not allowed to do that that's all so yeah, I think that people need to know that this place is bad. It doesn't matter how bad their sandwiches are. Also, I like to go read the negative reviews of restaurants. And uh, these ones have some fairly funny negative ones before this. But um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's the same as cancel culture. Because they're literally trying to cancel us from being able to buy food. Oh, you can, you can sit on the back of the bus and eat your sandwich. We, we, have a, we have a back of the bus spot for you for your sandwich, but you can't come to the front of the bus and eat, eat sandwiches with the rest of society. You have to sit in the back with the lepers and, and the Jews wearing the Stars of David, right? That's, that's what this is. We'll, we'll, we'll still take your money, but you're, you're not allowed a seat at the table anymore, right? So I just think it's disgusting. I think I think that's why it's different. Maybe 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 Cliff will tell me I'm wrong privately, or he'll tell me I'm wrong here. But I'm uh um yeah <laughs> yeah. Cliff says it's good to keep fleeching this out. 
So it's good to clarify. They are discriminating, but we do not like the idea of being, but, but we do like the idea of being allowed to discriminate. Yeah. So things like walking into your business naked, but so all these things, but what I would say is the big issue is, is that we've been being told for years that you're not allowed to discriminate, right? Conservative businesses, Christian businesses have not been able to have not been able to be allowed to discriminate. Now, all of a sudden these businesses can discriminate. No, you can't have one or the other, right? You got the, the government has to pick one. These businesses have to pick one, right? That's all. So, I mean, I'd love to get them to start fighting for the rights of small businesses to discriminate against people. That's awesome. Let's get that going. I want, I want the debate, right? I think so, right? Okay. So I'm going to pull up my next thing. So guys, this video I'm about to pull up. Oh, this video I'm about to pull up. Uh, what is happening here? Stop video. Oh, that's the issue. I'm pressing on the wrong thing, guys. So, um, so there's this video and it's called Dr. Dan Stock, specialist in immunology and inflammation, says CDC and NH NIH is ignoring the science. And so this video has been taken down off YouTube. Okay. Um, so, so the issue with this is that, uh, I'm pretty sure playing this video is going to get this video deleted off YouTube because it's running to YouTube and, um, and, uh, this video has been being taken down because he immediately, uh, attacks masks. So what I think I'm going to do with this video is I'm immediately going to delete it off YouTube after the live stream is done and completely re-upload the thing to my Rumble account. Now, if you don't have Rumble, you should go make a Rumble account uh, right now and go follow me there and follow any of your favorite conservatives there. Why? Because it actually shows you how much money you make on videos that are monetized immediately. And what I've found is that when I upload something there as opposed to YouTube, even though I only have 43 subscribers on there, I get far more views by just posting one link to Facebook, even than when I do it with YouTube. YouTube suppresses suppresses me, and Rumble pushes it up because it's already gotten some clicks, and then therefore I get more clicks and more clicks. So my shorter videos I've uploaded to Rumble actually do really well. Uh, compared to my YouTube views. So you should go follow me on Rumble because it might be a matter of time until I'm actually putting the live feed directly to Rumble instead of YouTube. So if you if you like this channel, go watch it on Rumble instead uh, after the fact if you don't watch this live or listen to it live. Um, so... Uh, let's see here. I will bring this up. Okay, so I'm going to play the video. Probably going to get... Who knows? I don't know if they I don't know if they strike you while it's still live, but I'm going to make sure to delete it really quick off YouTube. So let's let's give this a listen. Charged. Um, Dr. Dan Stock, uh, 5777 West 700 North McCordsville, Indiana. 
Um, to, to address your comment about, gee, it's hard to believe we're 18 months into this and still having a problem, and I would suggest the reason we still have a problem is because we're doing things that are not useful, and we're getting our sources of information from the Anna State Board of Health and the CDC, who actually don't bother to read science before they do this. Um, I'm actually a functional family medicine physician. That means I am specially trained in immunology and inflammation regulation. And everything being recommended by the CDC and the State Board of Health is actually contrary to all the rules of science. So things you should know about coronavirus and all other respiratory viruses, they are spread by aerosol particles, which are small enough to go through every mask. By the way, the literature that supports all of that. Okay, hold on. I'm getting told that you can't hear the video, so sorry about that. Now we can hear the video. Okay, now you're messing with me. Sorry, I had it paused, and I had myself muted. Rookie, rookie stuff going on here. That is in a flash drive that we presented to you. It's been given to the secretary. As a matter of fact, it quotes at least three studies sponsored by the NIH to that exact fact, even though the CDC and the NIH have chosen to ignore the very science that they paid to have done. Um, that is why you keep struggling with this, is because you cannot make these viruses go away. The natural history of all respiratory viruses is that they circulate all year long, waiting for the immune system to get sick through the winter or become deranged, as has happened recently with these vaccines. You know, it's interesting, as I saw a comment today about this video that was like, well, he didn't present any evidence. Well, yeah, he's telling them that he sent them all the evidence and he's talking to a board, right? So it's amazing how much people really want the evidence and facts immediately. Like, oh, can you cite your sources? And it's like, I've had that told to me while I'm talking about something at work. Can you cite your sources? Well, yeah, just go to HTTP backslide. Like, what are you talking about? Of course I can't cite my sources right now. I'm just talking and I can tell you where to find them, right? So... This guy has given them, if you're doubting this, he's given them all the files and he says that in the video. Scenes and then they cause symptomatic disease. Because they cannot be filtered out and they have animal reservoirs, and this is a very important point, no one can make this virus go away. The CDC has managed to convince everybody that we can handle this like we did smallpox, where we could make a virus go away. Smallpox had no animal reservoirs. The only thing it learned to infect was humans. That's why we were able to make that virus go away. That will not happen with this any more than it will with influenza, the common cold, respiratory syncytial virus, adenoviral respiratory syndromes, or anything else that has animal reservoirs. So the reason you can't do this is because you're trying to do something which has already been tried and can't be done. Equally important is that vaccination changes none of this, especially with this vaccine. And I would hope this board would start asking itself before it considers taking the advice of the CDC, the NIH, and the State Board of Health, why we are doing things about this that we didn't do for the common cold, influenza, or respiratory syncytial virus. And then ask yourself, why is a vaccine that is supposedly so effective having a breakout in the middle of the summer when respiratory viral syndromes don't do that? Good question, right? And uh, the main reason I'm breaking this up is so that I'm doing commentary on it and it's not just a direct playthrough. But, pretty good question. How come no one can answer these questions? 
And to help you understand <coughs> that, you need to know the condition that is called antibody-mediated viral enhancement. That is a condition done when vaccines work wrong, as they did in every coronavirus. I'm sorry, I want to rewind that because I want to get that term. My wife looked that, heard that term the other day as well. Done when vaccines work wrong, oh. as they did. And to help you understand that, you need to know the condition that is called antibody-mediated viral enhancement. Antibody-mediated viral enhancement. Okay, uh, let's, exp let's, let's hear the explanation. That is a condition done when vaccines work wrong, as they did in every coronavirus study done in animals, on coronaviruses after the SARS uh, outbreak, and done in respiratory syncytial virus, where a vaccine used in a vulnerable individual done the wrong way, which why it cannot be done right for a respiratory virus, which has a very low pathogenicity rate, causes the immune system to actually fight the virus wrong and let the virus become worse than it would with native infection. And that is why you are seeing an outbreak right now. And in fact, in that flash drive you're going to have coming to you and in the email. So he basically just said the vaccine is doing the opposite of what, what it's supposed to. And it's making the infections worse. And it's got its own term. And from what I understand, that this is actually a really common issue with some vaccines. So that's awesome. Emails with six extra <clears throat> studies showing that 75% of people who had COVID-19 positive symptom cases in Barnstable, Massachusetts outbreak were fully vaccinated. Therefore, there is no reason for treating any person vaccinated any differently than any person unvaccinated. You should also know that no vaccine, even the ones I support and would give to myself and my children, ever stops infection. So I did not know this. I knew that this was true for some, but this guy, this doctor is making the claim that that is true for all vaccines. He is, basic, he is making the argument that all vaccines just suppress symptoms. That's it. In 2014, there was outbreak of mumps in the National Hockey League. The only people who came down the symptoms were the people who were unvaccinated or unknown vaccine status. Boy, that sounds like a great argument for vaccines. But a question that you should ask yourself. So there you go. This man, again, is another scientist that is still pro-vaccine saying that what's happening and the way they're treating this is ridiculous. So this is not an anti-vaxxer. This is not someone even in the same category as me or probably you if you're paying attention to me, right? If you're listening to me, uh, right? So this guy isn't even fully on my team. But here he is telling you the truth, telling you what he believes to be true. Self. Knowing that half of the people who came down with symptomatic disease had no contact with an unvaccinated or unknown vaccine status individual, where did they get the disease? And the answer was from the vaccinated individuals. No vaccine prevents you from getting infection. You get infected, you shed pathogen. This is especially true of viral respiratory pathogens. You just don't get symptomatic from it. So you cannot stop spread. You cannot make these numbers that you've planned on get better by doing any of the things you're doing, because that is the nature of viral respiratory pathogens. And you can't prevent it with a vaccine because they don't do the very thing you're wanting them to do. And you will be chasing this the remainder of your life until you recognize that the Center for Disease Control and the Indiana State Board of Health are giving you very bad scientific guidance. 
and instead read the articles that are going to come on the email and are on this flash drive and listen to the people in this audience here tonight who actually have recognized. So there you go. If you're posting a blog article trying to refute this, saying he didn't post any evidence, he says right in the video that he has all the evidence and he's sending it. Right? So just think about that before you speak or before you just try to find an article refuting it. The advice they are getting from the CDC and the NIH is counterfactual. And that's why you're still fighting this with this vaccine that supposedly was going to make all of this go away. They suddenly managed to make an outbreak of COVID-19 develop in the middle of the summer when vitamin D levels are at their highest. By the way, the other thing that would be necessary any vaccine restriction to be considered is if there were no other treatment available. And I can tell you, having treated over 15 COVID-19 patients, that between active loading with vitamin D, ivermectin, and zinc, that there is not a single person who has come anywhere near the hospital. And we already have studies that show that if you achieve a 25-hydroxy vitamin D level greater than 55, your risk of COVID-19 death will drop down to through one quarter of the population average for the United States. And there are active treatment trials included on that flash drive that show the same is true. So if you were going to discriminate based upon vaccine, you should also discriminate based upon 25-hydroxy vitamin D level, zinc taste test response, and probably previous infections, since there are also studies on that flash drive that show that people who have recovered from COVID-19 infection actually get no benefit from vaccination at all, no reduction in symptoms, no reduction in hospitalization, and suffer two to four times the rate of side effects if they are subsequently vaccinated. Therefore, the policies that you are basing on are totally counterfactual. I don't blame this board for that because I know you aren't scientists and you've thought it was reasonable to listen to the CDC, NIH, and the Indiana State Board of Health. But I would. I think that that's the new line we have to start using on people. Your policies are totally counterfactual. Totally counterfactual. Remember that term because it sounds awesome. I encourage that instead you listen to the people out here in this audience and read what's on that data drive. And if anybody here in this board has any questions about anything on that, I will happily come back and sit with you individually if you would like to explain the science behind this. And if you're worried about being sued by somebody because you don't follow the guidance of the CDC and the NIH, I will tell you have a free pro bono expert testimony at your disposal. I will testify in defense of this board, turning down all these recommendations for free at any time in any court. So that's the end of that. Uh, wow, this guy, awesome. Um, and of course it's being taken down everywhere. Um, he even, now I'm not sure, did, did I play that part or was there a slightly longer video somewhere else where he talks about the studies on masks that might've been right at the start, but, um, but yeah, just go watch this video, um, go download it and save it Well, it's going to be on rumble now. And it's, and it's being spread around. It's on all kinds of, it's on all types of uh video websites right so keep that in mind it, it it will be around now but it's called sorry it's called uh come on man sorry uh it's called dr dan stock specialist in immunology and inflammation says cdc and nih is ignoring science pretty awesome <clears throat> so okay. <laughs> 
Josiah compares it to like, uh, you know, some apologetics terminologies and it is counterfactual. So they are like false gospels, counterfactual to the true gospel. Truth matters. So there you go. We're always relating things back to the Bible around here. Uh, hopefully you like that. Um, all right. So what do I have next? I've, uh, oh man, there's so many things that I could be going through. So I've got some church stuff. Um, that's, that's issues. Uh, that one will be quick. So let's do this article from America's frontline doctors. And I'll try to blast through this as much as possible. And, uh, I'll try and get through this as quick as possible because it's, uh, it's long and I, and I probably won't even read the whole article. I'll post a link actually here. Hold on. I'm going to put a link in the comments right now to it. And then if you're listening to this online, I will put a link to it in, um, in the, in the, in the notes and yeah. So let's see here. What is happening here? Always, 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 always. No. Hold on a second, guys. There's something going on here with this post. Oh, man. Ah, there we go. Okay. So, yeah, I'm posting it in the comments so that it exists. And, um, yeah. So, let's try and crush this article as quickly as possible. And, like I say, I probably won't go through the whole thing. You can go read it for yourselves. Because it's long. So, here do that as usual i'm putting myself down in the corner so this is from america's frontline doctors information security expert on revealed pfizer agreements there's good reason pfizer fought to hide the details of these contracts so we knew from the israel contract that there was at least some sort of quota right that they had to meet information security expert on revealed pfizer agreements okay it's already there we read that already so Here's a good quote. If you were wondering why ivermectin was suppressed, it is because the agreement that countries had with Pfizer does not allow them to escape their contract, which states that even if a drug will be found to treat COVID-19, the contract cannot be voided. <clears throat> Unredacted contracts for the experimental biological agent known as the COVID-19 vaccine between the Pfizer Corporation and various governments continue to be revealed information security expert eden biber told america's frontline doctors frontline news that the first document to recently emerge was discovered by albanian newspaper gogo.all biber then was able to locate the digitally signed brazilian contract and at least two others one with the european commission and the other with the dominican republic 
So, the AFLDS Chief Science Officer, Dr. Michael Yeadon, responded to the revelations after perusing the Albania contract, saying, It looks genuine. He continued, I know the basic anatomy of these agreements, and nothing is missing that I'd expect to be present, and I've seen no clues that suggest it's a fake. Yeadon noted that he found the most stunning revelation, citing the clause that stipulates if there are any laws or regulations in your country under which Pfizer could be prosecuted, you agree to change the law or regulation to close that off. Unbelievable. So there was a Twitter thread that was deleted. And um, let's see here. So here's a confidential disclaimer. Oh. And it won't, uh, I won't read that part, but, uh, let's look at some of these other things. First, Biber continues, let's talk about the product. The agreement not only covers manufacturing of the vaccines for COVID-19 and its mutations, but also for any device technology or product used in the administration of, or to enhance the use of use or effect of such vaccine vaccine. In the document, uh, section 1.54, vaccines shall include A, all vaccines manufactured in whole or in part or supplied directly or indirectly by or on behalf of Pfizer or BioNTech or any of their affiliates pursuant to this agreement that are intended for the prevention of the human disease, COVID-19, or any other human disease in each case which is caused by any of the virus, SARS-CoV-2, and or any or all related strains, mutations, modifications, derivatives of the foregoing. Okay, you get the point. If you were wondering why ivermectin was suppressed, it is because the agreement that countries had with Pfizer does not allow them to escape their contract, which states that even if a drug will be found to treat COVID-19, the contract cannot be voided. Purchaser, this is another section from the article, purchase, or from the contract, purchaser acknowledges and agrees that I, or one, Pfizer's efforts to develop and manufacture the product are aspirational in nature and subject to significant risks and uncertainties, and two, the fact that any other drug or vaccine to prevent, treat, or cure COVID-19 infection is successfully developed or granted authorization earlier than the granting of authorization for the product shall not change the current situation of urgent needs for prevention of the spread of the COVID-19 infection that poses serious threats to and harmful effects on the lives and health of the general public. Oh, here you go. Supplying the product. Pfizer shall have no liability for any failure to deliver doses in accordance with any estimated delivery dates, nor shall any such failure give purchaser any right to cancel orders for any quantities of product. So these, this contract, as I was reading these uh, highlighted details, uh, they're airtight uh, for Pfizer. It seems like they can literally do anything they want, and uh, the government that has signed this contract could not get out of anything. Oh, man. So Pfizer shall decide 
Sorry, just yawning. Pfizer shall decide unnecessary adjustments to the number of contracted doses and delivery schedule due to the purchaser based on principles to the to be determined by Pfizer. The purchaser shall be deemed to agree to any revision. Purchasers shall be deemed to agree to any revision. So they can revise all this stuff and the purchaser is just subject to these revisions. So here's the section from the actual contract again. If authorization is received, but there is insufficient supply to deliver the full number of contracted doses on the delivery schedule, including the adjusted delivery schedule, including to the extent any shortage is due to a requirement of Pfizer to divert available supply of the product to another market, Pfizer shall work collaboratively to provide notice and manage any communications associated with any product shortages. Following receipt of such notification, purchasers shall execute any instructions set out in the notice in a timely fashion and in no event longer than 24 hours, subject to the foregoing, including any requirement by Pfizer to divert product to another market. Pfizer shall decide on necessary adjustments to the number of contracted doses and delivery schedule to the purchaser to reflect such shortages shortages based on principles to be determined by Pfizer under the then existing circumstances, which shall be set out in such notice. Okay. So he goes on to say, just to make it clear, purchaser hereby waives all rights and remedies that it may have at law, in equity or otherwise, arising from or relating to any failure by Pfizer to deliver the contracted doses in accordance with the delivery schedule. Once again, under no circumstances will Pfizer be subject to or liable for any late delivery penalties. Everything They've worked out everything so that they are, it's, nothing is their fault. You can't return the product no matter what. So that's really interesting. Um, and again, please go read these for yourselves. There's also probably a scam with uh, with the pricing for America. America, the USA had to pay $19 a shot. And I believe this, con- <sighs> this contract that they're going through right now uh, was for $12 a dose. Right here. And there you go. Funny that this is the price, small amount of doses. Pfizer was charging the US nineteen fifty per dose. There you go. So and I know I kind of slurred that last part. So here you go. Here's the payment. Um ooh, three million dollars basically for those doses at twelve US dollars. You get it. Um oh about payment, the country has no right to withhold, offset, recoup, or debit any amounts owed to Pfizer, whether under this agreement or otherwise, against any other amount owed or to become due and owing to it by Pfizer or a Pfizer affiliate. Oh, man. Damaged goods. The only way to get a recall is if you can prove CGMP. So, it's an interesting read. It might not be interesting to keep reading the whole thing. Um, but, uh, it is pretty, 
it is pretty intense and it's kind of hard for me to read. I'm not, I'm not that smart. There's a lot of big words, but look at this says this agreement is above any local law of the state. So, um, there's redacted sections in this contract. So blank, this agreement is exempt from the application of all blank laws and each of the terms and conditions of this agreement are fully enforceable. The budgetary allocation set forth in Article 4 of the blank in no respect limits limits purchaser's funding or other obligations under this agreement, including the indemnification obligations set forth in Article 8. So it's hard to read because of the redaction, right? But look, you get it. Long-term effects and efficacy. Of course, they have liability. They have no liability for any long-term damage, and it says um, the efficacy of the vaccine is not currently known, and that there may be adverse effects of the vaccine that are not currently known. And so they've got a they've got no fault for that. Um, they've got an air airtight contract. And it's horrifying. So, and it keeps going. You can see how long it is. He went through a lot. So, <laughs> excuse me. There is no chance that I'm going through the whole article, obviously, right? It's very long. So, now what? Um, yeah. Oh, Pamela said uh, probably a few minutes ago. Um ivermectin is cheap too so they can't make money off of it yeah it's old and cheap and been around for a long time right so it's basically useless to them uh patricia saying sars has never been isolated yeah i keep hearing that i mean i believe it i'm not that doesn't mean it doesn't exist i've also heard some weird stuff about virology that it might be totally different than we think i don't know I don't have a microscope. I don't know these things, you know? So, now, it's let's move on to the fact that there are churches right now pushing vaccines for people. And I cannot stand that. So, let's see. Which one are we going to look at first? Oh, that's not right. Which one are we going to look at first? Who? Yeah, we'll do that one next. So, in Canada. In Canada, we have the EFC. And that. Hold on. That is the Evangelical Fellowship of Canada. So if you go to kind of a squishy Baptist church or a squishy Alliance church or pretty much any kind of broad Evangelical-themed church, you, your church is probably a member of the EFC. And every week, they send out their topics that you can pray for. And, um, I know that this, uh, went to Beulah Alliance Church in Edmonton. And so they have probably actively prayed this prayer and we're going to find the one. We're not going to read them all. It's the prayer prompts 
for August 11th to 18th. So let's see. So you got pray for those battling COVID-19 in their bodies and for their families and friends that they might be comforted. Okay, that's pretty good. We don't want people to die of COVID, obviously. Oop. We don't want people to we don't want people to die of COVID. That one's not bad. Pray for summer camps and the kids. Good stuff. Now here's the one. Now here's the one that I did not like. Pray for the manufacture and effective distribution of vaccines. As many countries have few vaccines to distribute. <clears throat> so that's really all I wanted to get to for that part. So pastor, pastor, you're, you have no discernment. If you are praying that the Vaccines could be distributed faster and manufactured faster and be going to third world countries or developing countries as they're now called. Um, you have zero discernment, do you not? It's terrible. It's terrible that you would do this and not be looking into the facts. Pastor, stop it. Please, I'm begging you. Um, so Cliff is, uh, Cliff is just commenting. And so they're obviously not, they're not requiring, they're not requiring vaccines <clears throat> from what I can tell. They're just praying that the vaccine would be distributed more, which is a mind blowing thing still, obviously. So Cliff says, if a church and or its leadership requires vaccination masks or any C-19 restrictions in order to gather together to worship Christ. It is an apostate church. If a church demands you have your faith plus something, the secular government demands, then they are intentionally putting a stumbling block in front of God's people. Well, that is a pretty intense statement, and I tend to agree so, we have, well, we have our last article for the night, and that is going to get me into the Bible as well. So, this was sent to me a few days ago. It's from NBC. And, of course, we all know how we feel about NBC. Probably not very good. But we're going to read their garbage anyway. Oh. So. There we go. All right, guys. Oh, come on. So. Very interesting. Oh, Ruth says, I'm very, we're going to deal with this. I'm very sad to agree with you about the Alliance for a variety of reasons. Yes, they're encouraging their international workers to take the injection. Are you saying they have to take the injection? 
Note, they're dropping the everyday use of the words Christian and missionary from the name. Not all Alliance churches are on board with this. I'm sure they're, they're not. Because of the way that the Alliance church developed in Canada, there are still churches mixed in who are not fully apostate, right? There are still some churches in the Alliance church that are preaching the gospel faithfully, right? So we can be thankful for that at least. So let's read this article. Oh, and I went to the wrong spot again. So headline, six unvaccinated Florida church members die of COVID within 10 days. Pastor says, what are we going to do? People are dying left, right, and center because of COVID-19 becoming a, you know, oh man, I lost my train of thought there, but <sighs> look at this thing. Six unvaccinated Florida church members die of COVID within 10 days, pastor says. None of the victims were vaccinated and four were healthy and under the age of 35, according to the pastor at Impact Church in Jacksonville, Florida. So, so originally I thought it was six people all under the age of 35. I'm finding more stuff right now, but look at how it's worded. None of the victims were vaccinated. Okay. Four were healthy and under the age of 65, of age of 35. So there were four of them were under the age of 35 and healthy. So the other two, I'm assuming, weren't. So six members of the church in Florida, all of whom were unvaccinated, died of COVID in less than two weeks, the pastor said. The Reverend George Davis of the Impact Church in Jacksonville mourned the victim Sunday in a church service live stream. We've had now six members of our church over the course of a couple weeks now that have passed away from COVID, Davis said. It has just absolutely ripped our hearts apart. So read this comment from Twitter. This is one of George Davis's Twitter posts. Why is your church holding another vaccination event? Because six church members have died in the last 10 days. Four of them under 35, all healthy, all unvaccinated. And I'm tired of crying about and burying people I love. So take the political and religious game somewhere else. So obviously we can see where this guy's at, calling any dissent against the narrative political and religious games um, is deeply offensive to me uh, because I play religious games sometimes like Settlers of Catan. <laughs> right? <clears throat> so anyway, none of the victims were vaccinated. Four were healthy and under the age of 35. So two of them were not healthy and under the age of 65 or age of 35. I keep saying 65. I'm sorry. The pastor told NBC affiliate WFLA of Tampa that the numbers, sorry, that the members' deaths have definitely taken a toll on the community and urged the public to get vaccinated. The church hosted a COVID-19 vaccination clinic on Sunday. 
its second event since March when 800 people got their first dose, according to the WFLA. So, where? I had a sidekick. And, uh, now she's like, not there, so. What's happening here? Um... Wow. So, I'm obviously getting tired and fizzling out a little bit here, but... Ah, uh, here we go. This is what I wanted to find. No, 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 no. Oh, man, come on. Where is it? Ah, this was my whole... This was my whole point. Um, all I know is my heart's passion is to help people that I'm called to serve and do whatever I can to help see to it that they are in a healthier place. So, this pastor wants to help people. It is his heart's passion to help people that he's called to serve and do whatever he can to help see to it that they're in a healthier place. He's called to serve them and do whatever he can to help See to it that they're in a healthier place, he said. Okay. So he held some vaccination stuff and what's going on here? Yeah. He held some he held some COVID uh another COVID event just recently, and they're reporting on the cases breaking the numbers. And so one thing I wanted to point out about this article is that um First, they say it's six members, and then I felt like it was worded in a way that was a little misleading. Um, four were healthy and under the age of 35, and so as they're just being a little misleading with that, it's important to just understand um, what's... He keeps telling me I need an ad blocker, but I don't... Oh, the most controversial PC game of... 2021. Yeah, I see what you're saying, Cliff. That's just Raid Shadow Legends, though. And, I mean, you know, women's pants. So, um, what is this one? Oh, there you go. All right, we'll close that. Look at those ads. So, anyway, uh, what am I talking about here? Okay. So, before I get too distracted, I want us to think about this article. Nothing misleading about it if you can read it properly. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know if you're here to um, this guy. Put him up there. Nothing misleading about it if you can read it properly. Um, I think the point is is that they word things in such a way so that it looks worse than it actually is. That's all. And and you know, six people died. Okay, I, I believe that. Um, but one thing that was pointed out uh, as we've gone through all of this stuff, as we've gone through all of this stuff, is that it is not the pastor's job to 
protect you from illnesses and push an experimental vaccine on people. The fact that he is having a vaccine drive is pretty offensive to me. But it's not about me being offended. It's about what is the role of a pastor. And amazingly, we have this thing called the Bible, right? That has that has the answers for us on what the role of a pastor is. You can find it in 1 Timothy and Titus. Now, um, I'm going to... I am going to show you guys something really cool first. So, first and foremost, this is a Bible that uh, uh, I, I just bought for cheap. It was a rebound. It's a rebound Bible. And, um, and if you can't see this, if you can't see this because you're listening to the audio of it, I will post pictures on my other Instagram page called Wow Bibles. Um, where I sometimes post pictures of Bibles. I'll have it on there for you to go look at. But basically, it's a rebound Bible. Basically, there's a new translation. It's called the BSB, the Berean Study Bible. It's made by Bible Hub. It's essentially literal. Does it need to exist? I don't know. Probably not. But they have one style, uh, one layout so far. And it's printed and bound in the U.S. You can get it on ChristianBook.com. So if you live in Canada, that's probably your best bet is to get the physical copy off ChristianBook.com. Also, you can go to Bible Hub and use the whole translation there because they're developing three or four different translations for different purposes. This one is called the Berean Study Bible because it's for study. It's not actually a study Bible. The point is, is they're saying it's perfect for study because... Because it uh, because it is essentially literal, but it's it's probably more like the Christian Standard Bible. It's in that category. It's not super literal like the NASB. It's it's a nice blend, and so I'm going to use that one today, and we'll see if we like it. Okay, so what are the qualifications for an overseer? And what is like what is the job of of a shepherd we'll get to that right so obviously anyone desires to be an overseer he desires a noble task so an overseer then must be above reproach the husband of but one wife temperate self-controlled respectable hospitable able to teach not dependent on wine, not violent, but gentle, peaceable, and free of the love of money. An overseer must manage his own household well and keep his children under control with complete dignity. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how can he care for the church of God? He must not be a recent convert, or he may become conceited and fall under the same condemnation as the devil. Furthermore, he must have a good reputation with outsiders so that he will not fall into disgrace and into the snare of the devil. So, oh, thank you. Elaine's praying for my sinus congestion, but that's only allegedly that I even have sinus congestion. So we're just going to ignore that she even said that in the comments, but I still thank her. 
I think it's from being in air conditioning in my truck, honestly. I just got the air conditioning redone in my truck, and then I immediately got stuffy. I don't know if that's true or not, but I feel like it is because they put that Freon stuff in it, and it smells pretty funky when it's brand new, so who knows? But I think it might have something to do with that. But thank you, Elaine. I appreciate it. So, Berean Study Bible reads pretty nice. You know, let's just hold this thing up, though, real quick so you can see how neat it is. I'll just point it at the camera. You can see it's a resurrection rebind. You can go look at that on Facebook. You can go like his page, Resurrection Rebinds. He does a pretty good job. It's a, it's a really nice looking Bible now. So anyway, guys, um, these qualifications for an elder are important. And as I read them, one, I'm shown how utterly not qualified I am to be an elder first of all but two the job of the elder is to teach shepherd and look after his flock as Jesus commanded right as Jesus talks about him being a shepherd if you're an elder of a church you are to shepherd Christ's flock like they're your own and this concept of making sure that you're protecting them from ailments is, is nowhere to be found in here. You're not a babysitter for sickness and disease, right? Your job is to do these things. And these things in 1 Timothy 3 are for you to follow and do. Your job is not to serve people by holding vaccination events at your church. Just another way that that church is emulating the world, right? So, what else? Um qualifications for overseers so let's go to verse uh or chapter five now um where is it ah yes nope not there yet i had the stuff so one thing we'll just read about elders because we're now just uh we're just looking at the stuff um we're just looking at things about elders. Elders who lead effectively are worthy of double honor, especially those who work hard at preaching and teaching. For the scripture says, Do not muzzle an ox while it is treading out the grain, and the worker is worthy of his wages. So, elders who lead well are worthy of double honor. You know what? Let's, uh, oh, my NASB. Hold on. I just haven't. Yeah, Josiah says, preach the word, not the C-19 propaganda. I agree. So I want to just check this out in uh, in my NASB because it's a little different. We'll, we'll, we'll do a Bible comparison right now. So, 1 Timothy. Oh, I skipped it. 1 Timothy 5.17.
Yeah, so it's, it says the elders who rule well are to be considered worthy of double honor. Okay. So, elders who rule well versus what the BSB says, elders who lead effectively. So, you'd call that, uh, you, you, you'd say that that's, you know, more of, um, more of a thought for thought in that section, right? The BSB is, uh, making the argument there that that's talking about leading effectively, which makes sense. Um... Uh, yeah, Cliff is being hilarious. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna post this and we'll read it. He says, "Hey, all, stay tuned for a video post in the next few days that will be sure to ruffle lots of feathers from religious folks. Maybe some folks will choose to feel feelings about that post. Intentionally cryptic. Hashtag intentionally cryptic. So there was one more thing. Um." I believe it. I was going to go to First Peter 5, 1 to 4. Actually, no, not yet. Not yet. So, in First Timothy 5, what else? This is something that I do want to point out because it is a fair point. We've been told you can't just blanket statement, why is a pastor giving medical advice, Right? That was told about James, like my pastor. Was, how come he's giving medical advice, right? And so, I am not making the blanket statement that a pastor cannot be informed on some types of medical decisions. And I think it's interesting because, where is it? Yes. So what is what does Paul tell Timothy at the end of first at the end of first Timothy in first Timothy five uh, verse twenty three Paul tells him stop drinking only water and use a little wine instead because of your stomach and your frequent ailments so Paul actually is giving medical advice here so we can't just make a blanket statement that a pastor is never able to give medical advice. If he's informed on something, he can speak to that issue sometimes it specific for specific issues. I'm not saying a pastor is a doctor, but you do have Timothy's pastor, the apostle Paul <laughs> giving him medical advice, right? So it does happen. Pastors do give medical advice occasionally, so we can't just blanket statement and say that it's always wrong, right? And then, there was one more thing I wanted to look at, I think. So, 1 Peter 5. And, uh, I can't even remember why I was going here, but we're just going to roll the dice. I swear, sometimes it's either because I'm tired or just like a history of mild brain damage from playing football... But sometimes I just blank out. You may have even noticed that I said something about having a sidekick earlier. I don't even know what I was talking about. So occasionally I have to just really check myself when I'm getting tired. Because I will say something where I'll almost go into a you know, dream state for just like a split second. Um, and I, I swear it's because of either I'm tired or the mild CTE from football. And actually, Cliff makes a great point. 
Our pastor is a doctor. <laughs> okay, he's not a medical doctor, but he is a doctor. So there. Maureen says hi. Hey, Maureen. Okay. So just another comment about being an elder, and it's referenced in the Berean Study Bible. Um, interesting. Paul was prescribing digestive enzymes. Yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Gut health. He was helping promote gut health. Amazing. Um, so First Peter 5, Peter says... As a fellow elder, a witness of Christ's sufferings, and a partaker of the glory to be revealed, I appeal to the elders among you, be shepherds of God's flock that is among you, watching over them not out of compulsion, but because it is God's will, not out of greed, but out of eagerness, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will re receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. So our job is to be a faithful and good shepherd, if we are elders. And honestly, you should, if you're a man, you should take this to heart and you should try to live like this anyway with your family and with anyone who you have authority over, right? But, um, yeah, sorry, I'm just saying yes to comments again, but, um, so how does this apply? How does this apply to that man? I would say overstepping his bounds. He is being used as a tool to promote an experimental vaccine and he claims to just care about your health. And, he, and yet, there's no evidence to prove that this will help you with your health. What a bizarre comment. I will help you. I want to help people with their health. Terrible. So, does this pastor get people on weight loss diets? Oh, I shouldn't even talk about that because Rick Warren put people on a weight loss diet, right? So I'm sure anything's possible. Why am I even talking? I can't, uh, yeah, I mean, there's probably nothing I could think of that hasn't been done by a church, right? So I don't know. I'll just stop now. But yeah, this is what a shepherd looks like. This is what a shepherd is supposed to be like. This is what a pastor is supposed to be like. First Peter 5, 1 to 4. Right? And I believe that that man is harming people. And he's harming the public because he's holding these events. And he's using the deaths of people at his church to push an agenda that has been unproven so far. Right? So that is not what a faithful pastor does. What a faithful pastor does is preach the gospel. Also, Speaking of preaching the gospel to people, speaking of explaining the gospel to people, I have been able to give out a book called What is the Gospel twice this week. I've given out several copies of the Gospel of John and a full paperback Bible to someone. Um, so be praying for those efforts 
as I strive to keep working those relationships and explaining the gospel to those people, right? And of course, if I use the G word, I have to explain it briefly, right? What is the gospel? The gospel is that Jesus Christ came and lived the perfect life that you cannot because you are a sinner. Jesus Christ went to the cross to pay for your sin. He died for all those who would believe on him. And if you turn to Christ and ask him for the forgiveness of your sins, your, your sins will be forgiven because your sins were already put on him 2,000 years ago. And after he died, he stayed dead for three days and he rose from the dead on the third day and he conquered life and death and he has he had the authority to pick up his life and lay it down he has authority over all things and that is why his sin your sin can be put on him because he is perfect and holy and good and he is the only one who can fulfill the sacrificial purposes that God requires of a sacrifice. He is the only one that can absolve you of your sin. He is the only one that can propitiate your sin. And if you don't believe that right now, please believe that he died for your sins and turn to him. Turn from your sin. Be burdened by your sin and turn from it. Repent of your sin. Repent of your useless works and trust on Christ for the forgiveness of your sins because he is good and he is faithful to save you if you ask for it. And please go out and explain that to someone this week. Go explain the gospel to someone. We need to stop being scared because we need people in this fight that believe the gospel there's always going to be a fight and we need to recruit people but it can't just be with ideas and freedom and my rights and your rights are being violated it needs to be about the gospel that is the only way you will truly make freedom fighters because christ is the only one that can set us free okay uh -huh. John says, I sound like a shepherd that's been counting sheep almost asleep. Still, your gospel remains solid. No, I'm actually, uh, yeah, actually, I'm, I'm actually wide awake now. It's just my voice. It's just, uh, I'm a little congested or something. There's some, there's something going on in there. And like I said, I think it's from the air conditioning, but, uh, it's making me sound like I'm tired. And as always, guys. Uh, I actually had someone try to use the promo code and they were actually entering the wrong, they were at the wrong coffee store. But as always, guys, I am wearing the logo right now on my shirt. And they have new shirts in purple and in different colors that say defund the CBC on them. Guys, go to Resistance Coffee if you have not purchased coffee from them. Please trust me. Their coffee is actually awesome. Um, 
and use the discount code Davis at checkout and you will save 10% off your first order. Go for it. Um, you support me, you support them, you support a conservative company from the, from the, the heart of Saskatchewan. It's, it's all around good. They're Christians. They go to church. It's, it's awesome. They're great. Uh, we talk occasionally. They sent me this mug. They sent me the mug for free. So. <laughs> I don't even know what is happening here. What does this mean? Okay. Elbow bump. Anyway, guys. I am going to. Oh, I hit my microphone again. I'm going to sign out of here. But first, I need to play the outro music and guys it has always been fun um please ignore my delusional sleep talk that comes in once in a while i think it's brain damage i swear but uh god has been keeping my mental faculties together enough to to evangelize people so i'm thankful for that and with that have a great night i'll see you next week